For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. One man who never sleeps in, even though we can say that he is an octogenarian, and that is Thane Green. Thane, good morning. Thanks for joining the show. Good morning, Mark. Now, Thane, um, we were about to speak to you at 8.15, and we're, it's 8.17. So the main thing is you're the, you're the key feature of our show this morning, and we're really pleased to have you on. And just delighted to see the victory last week of Golden Fern for your first railway sprint win ever. Just tell me, look, what, what, what does that actually mean to you? You've won the Silver Collar, what, three, three times? Uh, you've won the Auckland Cup. What did it mean to you? at this stage of your involvement in greyhound racing, to win the railway there at Monaco? Well, it was a, a great thrill to win it with, um, well, basically unexpected, um, lowest graded dog in the race. and uh, But, uh, no, it's still a thrill to win races, and um, it's the adrenaline rush that you get from any race, but winning a... Winning a group race is uh, just that much extra. Thane, tell us about the dog Golden Fern. Um, he's he's nearly three. Uh, he's won nine now of 43. He hadn't won in quite a while. I think he'd gone 27 starts without a win. But you qualified this dog back in January of 2021. So um, when, when did you get him and what was the process of that? Um, I bought him in Australia um, at 12 months of age. He'd just been broken in. Um, bought him over and uh, left him until he was uh, um, matured enough to uh, to go to the races. And um, from there, uh, that's history now. It certainly is. Um, look, class four going into it, as you say, so he was the lowest graded dog, but he'd earned the right to be there, obviously. Um, the ownership, Thane, Greensmith, Pomeroy, McLeod Syndicate, I am familiar with a couple of them. Can you tell us about the owners? Yeah, um, McLeod is uh, uh, Ken McLeod. Um, he's uh, been training for him for a number of years. Um, the others are well known. Um, he's probably the uh, one that people don't know. Um, he's uh, a very good supporter of our kennels. He's got a couple of other dogs with us, and uh, he's a, a great uh, follower of greyhounds. He has has got a a greyhound as pet at home, which is about fourteen years old. Well, uh, the Pomeroy, um, my uh, my old friend Greg Pomeroy, who um, trained a number of dogs over the years as well, I understand, and uh, and the Smith family you've had a close association with? Yeah, well, the Smiths are actually um, my neighbours now. They, uh, they bought a property off me, and uh, the kennels are actually at my, on my land, and um, Mark and John... Uh, help out, they um, do the feeding in the morning and night because I live at the beach and I go over most days. Um, but my health hasn't been that great and uh, we've um, 
we've got a good hand um, helping with uh, Danielle uh, Elder and um, Mark and John. So uh, I, I just issue the instructions basically because uh, I struggle a bit at the moment. Yeah, sorry to hear that, Thane, but um, obviously we uh, we share each of these triumphs with you and uh, and your wife Dorothy. I know who was uh, who's very emotional after the win as well. Uh, Andy McCook, I'll bring you in here because the race itself looked golden fern. I think he got to to forty to one with the book. He paid twenty seven the tote, but Andy um, from the run itself. I mean, if you freeze the race after about a uh, hundred meters, you're not labelling Golden Fern the winner either. No, no, he was uh, he was long in the market, and uh, Thane, it's a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Talk us through the run because, as Rosso said, he, he sort of made a good enough beginning, but he had a pretty decent greyhound in front of him, and gee, to be fair, he was just able to bury him late. Yeah. Um... I, I, from viewing the race, I thought he jumped better than he did. Um, then he got into a bit of trouble on the bend, but uh, as soon as he got to the front, um, I was pretty confident. He he runs home very strong, and he had run home strong in the uh, in the heat to finish second. Um, yeah, he did pay good money, but he paid 41 on fixed odds and. Uh, my mates in Sydney backed him in Sydney at 71s. That's outstanding stuff, Dane. That's what we love to hear. The bookies just copping a little bit of a hiding off him. And we saw him race on Thursday at Cambridge, Dane. I think he was the only greyhound to have a start between heat and final. Was it a, a little bit of a nerve-wracking watch, hoping he got around in one piece to, to, take his, uh, to take his spot in the group one on Sunday? Yeah, well, um, I mean, uh, knowing what I know now, um, I wouldn't have started him at Waikato, but uh, I didn't think that he'd he'd qualify. Um, he was just coming back from injury, and uh, I thought he needed a little bit more work. Um, and uh, I wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have nominated him for Waikato, um, but. Uh, that's what happens. I didn't think he could qualify for the railway, so uh, I was giving him another run. And, uh, yeah, I had the, my heart in my mouth hoping that he got round satisfactorily, and uh, he was probably helped by the fact he didn't jump, so he just tailed the field for a long way. Ended up being a blessing in disguise because, gee, he was uh, ready to rock and roll come finals day. Of course, we've seen him race at Cambridge on Thursday as well. Uh, Thane, where is he heading to next? Um, he's he's going to have a couple of weeks out, and uh, then he'll start back at Auckland, uh, probably um, in a couple of weeks' time. Of course, as Ros I said a little bit earlier, we have seen you obviously win Group Ones. Does it take a little bit of pressure off when they are a little bit of a, a roughy in the market? Does that make it a little bit easier in the the week preceding the final? No, I don't think so. Um, you're in a final, and uh, you know, you're down to the last eight. There's a lot of other dogs gone home and uh, not there. So it's just a, uh, a privilege, really, to get into the last eight. Well, Thane, of course, uh, Golden Fern isn't the uh, the only dog in your kennel. And you've got uh, four greyhounds in today. And uh, I'm actually calling the meeting today, so I wouldn't mind just quickly running through them and uh, checking out your chances, if that's OK. Start race one. Uh, dog number three, Loch Ness Bray, and the maiden sprint. 
Yeah, um, she's a problem. Um, she hasn't hasn't been good enough to win a race, um, but she's a, a good place getter. Um, today's field, um, if she jumped, um, she could uh, she could surprise. Lane in race three, uh, dog number two, Loyal Redeemer. Uh, he won for you first up at uh, Monaco uh, in New Zealand, which was a very good run because he was slow out and he had to muscle his way through the middle, which he did. And uh, the commentator on the day, one Andy McCook, was uh, was pretty impressed with Loyal Redeemer. What have you made of the two runs from him since, and how do you see his chances in race three today? He's just been a bit disappointing. Um, he did get into a lot of trouble. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, I thought he'd go better on Thursday at Waikato. He didn't. Um, so we'll just see what he does today. Um, and uh, we may turn him out. OK, we'll take notes on him. Uh, in race number six, Thane, uh, Hurricane Bob drawn up the outside. Uh, won at Cambridge recently, which got him through to a final when he ran fifth in that final uh, on Thursday at Cambridge. How will he go from the outside draw in the sixth? Uh, I don't think the outside draw is going to hurt him. Um, hoping for a, a better run today and uh, uh, could could be in the money. And in race number 10, Thane, uh, Fernando Charm, who um, recently downgraded to class Three, she's nearly four, but she's won ten races. Back in class three, do you rate her a chance? Uh, not really, Mark. Um, I think this could be her last run. Uh, she's been she's been a good dog for the syndicate and, um, and owned by uh, the Mount Wellington TAB, and they've had a terrific time with her. So uh, I think it might be just the time to uh, retire. Okay, well, here's hoping that she um, she goes out on a reasonable note today, Fernando Charm, if that's the case. Thane, sounds like uh, you just might need a, a little bit of luck with your forerunners today to get in the money. Uh, certainly, yeah, that's, that's pretty good prediction. <laughs> hey, um, look, um, now you've got a railway, uh, you, you, you've pretty much done it all, uh, Thane, but you still enjoy, obviously, training the greyhounds, and, and are you still you know, looking for, for more greyhounds to the future? Oh, yeah. Um, well, it gives me something to do, Mark. Um, but as I said, uh, it's a team behind me now at the moment, and um, I'm uh, indebted to them. Um, as I said, I issue the instructions, um, and they follow them, so that's great. Well, Thane, um, would very much like to talk to you after the break about the administration side of the, the sport. You are in the uh, in the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Hall of Fame, and some of that is to do with exploits of the Greyhounds you've trained on the track, but much of it is to do with your time at administration at a national level, obviously at a regional level with Auckland as well. So coming up here on Dog Speed in association with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. We love our Greyhounds. They love to race. Back with Thane Green shortly. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook. And our guest this morning is uh, Thane Green. We've talked to Thane about uh, his success last Sunday at Monaco in the Group 1 railway sprint with a dog called Golden Fern. As I referred to prior to the break, Thane is in the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Hall of Fame. And uh, Thane has done 
a lot over the decades for the sport of greyhound racing in New Zealand at a uh, at a national level and also uh, at a regional level. Thanus, we welcome you back in here. I just want to go back over some key moments in greyhound racing and how you see things now, essentially. But as I understand it, um, you brought your business acumen to, to greyhound racing administration. Is that something that you always intended to do? Um, no, no, not really. But um, it started off... Um, uh, with the Greyhound representatives on the racing board, and um, I was asked to stand, and uh, that's where I basically um, kicked off uh, with the administration side of it um, and, and for the Greyhound code. There were some very big moments in greyhound racing and i got involved sort of in the mid 80s and um it was in the infancy of tab betting at that stage which had only been granted uh in i think it was 1981 um and you and obviously a few other people had uh, a fair bit to do with that was that the most critical thing that you ever were involved in do you think in terms of the future of greyhound racing and, and where it's been able to get to yeah, definitely, Mark. Um, I had 25 years on the on the board, um, and uh, it kicked off. Um, I worked under five different chairmen in that time. Uh, Jack Bennett was the first one, and um, he was uh, outstanding. Um, unfortunately, he got replaced in a political movement, and uh, never got the never got the credit that he was due for. Uh, for all racing, and um, at that time, Mark Mike Grobber was uh, was the secretary. Okay, so what was the, the sort of the key factor in being able to get uh, full TAB betting granted on greyhound racing? Uh, and given that's in my lifetime, I still like to think that it's actually relatively new. So. Obviously, um, legislation had to be passed through Parliament, and that's no easy task. No, um, there was a lot of work done on that by the late Sam Fletcher, and um, yeah, a lot of people put a lot of effort into getting it. Um, but as I said, um, I think Greyhound Racing um, can thank um, uh, Bennett for. Uh, Jack Bennett for what he did for us. Um, he was uh, a very positive mover in uh, getting us on course and um, he then uh, said that we'd done a good enough job to get that far and uh, that we should be given the opportunity for full tote. And did you expect at that time thing that you would see a day where we race as often as we do now? Uh, no, no, didn't uh, didn't see that um, coming at all. Um, but uh, there was also, as you re as you knew, Mark, um, when we had on course, um, you know, we had a we had a club in Wellington doing a hundred thousand a night. <clears throat> um, those days uh, looked pretty good, and uh, but uh, neither the code. I mean, the trot, trots were doing 
100,000 at Alexandra Park on a Friday night. Um, you know, those those were good days, um, but uh, they've passed. They have. The landscape's changed significantly. Do you see what we have at the moment as a positive thing? And that is obviously, you know, a lot of racing and enough racing to certainly support professional trainers, which in the past we had far more hobby trainers. Um, do you see us going forward from where we are or is there a bit of a reset coming or, you know, where would you like to see Greyhound Racing go at this stage? Well, basically, you know, we're, go- we're going pretty good and, um, you know, one of the major things that the NZJRA have done is animal welfare. Um, as, you know, everybody's aware we were having problems um, with, with the new homing and the new injury things that NZJRA involved. Um, they're going forward very well. Um, from a racing point of view, um, I just hope we don't get an overkill. Um, we're making really good progress against the other two codes. <clears throat> with turnovers, but I uh, have got a feeling that we uh, we might just be getting to the stage that we don't want any more races than what we've currently got. So well, uh, Andy McCook, my fellow co-host, called four meetings at Christchurch this week, which is, of course, uh, the norm for their uh, these days, in terms of where you are in the north there, Thane, obviously you've had uh, major involvement with the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club over the years, and it's been a place that, uh, a club that's moved around uh, a great deal in terms of venue, but um, uh, getting the setup you've got at Monaco, and I know you were very instrumental there in, in, in organising a, a number of, of deals and, and for making it profitable, was that move to Monaco the most critical thing ever for the Auckland Club? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, once they uh, once they lost Mount Smart and you had to travel to um, uh, Hamilton um, and to come back and uh, have a setup, which is is the only um, greyhound track in New Zealand that doesn't share it with other codes, and uh, that's a great benefit. Um, one of the uh, Object and uh, one of the oppositions to racing on um, other uh, venues with codes uh, is that is there a possibility of always having problems between the uh, between the two codes. Mm. Um, Same so before we let you go, um, there is the uh, the Sunline Trophy on at Monaco today. It's a race you have something to do with, of course, uh, named after your. Uh, the Thoroughbred, the great Thoroughbred, uh, the legendary racing hall of fame, both sides of the Tasman Thoroughbred Sunline that you uh, that you part owned, and uh, I believe you and Dorothy are behind that race, the Sunline Trophy today. Yes, um, the club um, put on this race. Uh, we got a donate a cup donated um, from some people uh, who. Um, who uh, weren't associated with greyhounds, but their parents were, and uh, they donated the club uh, the cup, which is valued at thirty five thousand. It's the most beautiful cup you've seen engraved, um, and and uh, that. So Dorothy and I decided to sponsor a race um, at the club 
the club put up extra money and uh, it's for race dogs that have raced um, maidens uh, one, two and two grade uh, over the period, the three months period previous and it's on a points basis. Excellent, Thane. Well, look, thank you for that. Thank you for your contribution to Greyhound Racing. Thank you for your contribution to Dog Speed this morning. We wish you well today with your Greyhounds at Monaco. I'd love to call one home if I don't sometime in the future. And all the best with Golden Fern in the future too. Thanks very much. Thank you. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.